This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, your host and editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to discuss Fulhamish matters, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Welcome-ish. Are you good? I'm good-ish. After we beat Alchemish. Well, we beat Alkmaar-ish. We just about beat them. <laughs> but it was very ishy, actually. It was. I like a comeback win. Yeah. And I did say on Europa Vision, I, I said, it's, I had a funny feeling about this game. It's going to be a draw or a real close win. And when they took the lead, it wasn't much of a window of opportunity to pull it around. But because you had so much possession, you thought, well, you can still do this. But we've been reasonably toothless, I mean, against Forrest and Alkmaar up until that point. Yeah. So in the end, uh, very glad of the uh, the three points because it sets up the Leisure Warsaw game nicely. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, that. Uh, we we did do a uh, episode for my old man said members where we get into the Alkmaar game in a lot more detail. So uh, if you want to be become a member and get access to ad free shows, extra shows like the after hours where we uh, react to the Alkmaar game, and also most of all join Match Club where we, as well as the twenty four seven discussions, we do uh, also meet up for like a live podcast for the away games. But go to myoldmansaid.com for more details there. I will uh, be doing the shout-outs for the new members uh, in the next main show. Sorry, I forgot to do that in the last show, which came out uh, on Monday. Before we get into the meat and gravy of the show for the 23-24 season, My Old Man Said is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised Villa fixture over the course of the season, so instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. This season, Green King has launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts, so you don't want to miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram, and you won't just be the first to know about all this. You'll be helping out, my old man said. Right, all matters Fulham. Should have got somebody on from Fulham, actually, because I want them to answer the question, who plays up front? Because uh, No one seems to know these days. <laughs> they just swap them in and out. And We've looked at the last three or four uh, lineups, and there's a different uh, player playing up front every time. We'll get to that in a minute when we uh, have the threat meeting. 
But in terms of injuries, Carlos went off against Alkmaar, but that's not going to really affect the first 11 for this game. Moreno was on the bench again. That bench against Alkmaar had a look of a few players that you didn't know if they were actually match ready. Because mm-hmm. if they were, I think Moreno would have got minutes. I think Duran potentially would have got some minutes unless Emery's teaching him a lesson for any any temperament issues. I, yeah, I think if the game circumstance would have allowed, you know, if you're sort of like, I don't know, for example, you're three up with 20 minutes to go, yeah. I think you can bring him on and trust him. But I think when a game, in a game that tight that you need to win, you, you don't want to take a risk. Yeah, and you know they're not completely there yet because, for example, if you needed to win, you might be thinking, well, let's try Moreno, but I don't think he was ready. I mean, we did say, or I certainly said, uh, wouldn't expect to see him on the pitch until after the international break. But as you've said, I think if you're three or four nil up, then you might see them for like 10 minutes. Little bits, yeah, if, if the game intensity is not there, you can, but you don't really want to be testing him too much physically. But anyway, he's back. We'll see what happens with Ramsey. Again, um, that'll be international break. Yeah, that might be a week or two after the international break. We, we shall see. Difficult for him to come straight back in because, of course, the games you're going into, you've kind of got, you know, Tottenham, um, yeah. Warsaw, Man City, Arsenal. You've got four huge games back to the really, I'm not going to say the defining period of the season, but so, certainly so far. I think it's a really big test of the team and indeed the, the wider squad. If he's like ready to come on off the bench and Moreno's actually seen a bit of, at least seen a few minutes, I think it'll be a massive boost to the squad. Huge. Yeah, I think it, it get, they, they'll give you the variety to be able to change in game. I think at the moment we've we've said before we can't necessarily turn yeah. on a sixpence too much yet. We kind of we are what we are, and when we play well, we're all right. But when it's going not going to plan, we can't change I think things. The Forest up quite game so was a perfect example of that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and the Altmar game because we did have to bring in a on, different uh, way. Yeah, yeah. In a- Louise and Louise and at least we managed to kind of keep a bit of a bit a bit miles out of the tank as it were for Louise and Cash and give them a little bit of a break because they only sort of played what was it about twenty five minutes each something like that. yeah and Cash obviously got a bit of a knock against Forest so I was yeah. surprised to see him play any part but at least he we know he's not suffering from anything serious in terms of Fulham uh, what's been happening with them this season a lot quieter than last season where actually they were. Up until the final furlong, were one of our uh, European challenges. They were, weren't they? Yeah, I remember we, we we played them at Villa Park, didn't we, in April? And we thought this should be a big game. And in the end, we absolutely walked it. It was a dreadful yeah. game of football because it was so easy. And you just saw, you thought they're not play, they're not finishing in the European places. I mean, they were the team in the same season that got rid of Gerrard uh, effectively. They demolished. I mean, our record at Craven Cottage is horrendous. Um, yeah, but they, that that game, they were it was ugly, wasn't it? They could have scored six or seven that night, and then they lost Mitrovic, didn't they, in the season, and um, it it really affected them. And he obviously had that long ban. He's obviously ended up leaving the club since, but they they lost their sort of focal point. And he was such a huge player for them that I, I, from what I gather from some of the fans, and you see comments and stuff that they still haven't really replaced him. They don't quite know who the focal point is. Well, they haven't because it's just a merry-go-round. I mean, we'll yeah. get to and that they, and in, they're, in a no, they're second. Fifteenth in fifteenth in the league, where the sort of this this time last year they were sitting pretty in the in the league. It's three three wins from their opening eleven, one on the road, and that was at Everton. Yeah. Um, They've had some difficult trips, mind. Obviously, they've had to go to Arsenal, City, Spurs and Brighton already. So they've, they haven't had the easiest of assignments on the road. Because I, I looked at them and I thought, this is a team that's faded at the end. And maybe the next season, this season, they might struggle because it's like, well, when you were good, you didn't really get anywhere unless you're really going to build on that. Then uh, it's always a case, isn't it, that you know mm-hmm. you 
you sign these players, they give it one go, and then they're like, well, now I'm getting paid well, Premier League, and the intensity kind of drops off. But they're lucky because, I mean, you look at the bottom of the league there, you've got four teams that haven't got more than six points in 11 games. And there's already a five-point gap from Everton. And you know, even Everton, there's still that threat of uh, 12-point reduction. So yeah. all the teams below Fulham, I mean, Fulham have, have kind of got a... As long as they keep backing up the odd win, and especially against those bottom four teams, be they, fine. they should Fulham be fine. Will. I mean, I think for Fulham, have, uh, similar to sort of Everton, as long as they don't get a points deduction, and probably Wolves, you'd, you'd fancy all three of those teams to get results against the teams around them at home, and that'll that'll keep them out of trouble. Forest, we saw last weekend, of course, they're going to be fine, I would imagine, even though I didn't actually think they were amazing, but they, they can stick to a plan and they can execute it. So I think they'll those, those teams will be fine, and we will see very quickly, unless Everton were to get a points deduction, I think those four down at the bottom will get cut adrift very yeah. quickly. And by Christmas, it could be Fulham done. Fulham, you know, as you, as you mentioned, they are similar to Wolves, where actually on their home patch, they're, they're still a, a tough game for any team they are. In, in this division. Yeah. yeah, they gave Man United a good game. I mean, I know Man United aren't the force they once were, but it's it's the difficult place to go. And we our, our record of Craven Cottage is awful, isn't it, in recent years? Yeah, only one win on their travels, though, which, as Chris said, was against Everton. The other games, uh, I mean, they'd be lucky to get anything uh, from... So yep. it's hard to really judge their away form. I mean, uh, in the away table, actually, this season, Villa are 13th, Fulham are 14th. So on a similar keel, only scored five goals away from home. They've conceded 10. So, so essentially you're saying they're not very entertaining to watch either at either end. And I think, didn't they concede five at City? So they got a bit of a tonking at the at the Etihad. And yeah, they you say that Villa, Villa's tight. away record, just for direct comparison, we've scored six, only one more of them, and we've conceded 12. So we've conceded yeah. two more than them. And, uh, you know, yep. we obviously conceded five against the, uh, the Newcastle. Yep. Um, but our record against Fulham has generally, you know, touch wood and all that, has, has tended to be fairly good. You know, they got promoted in uh, 2001. And we've lost just one of the last 17 against them at home. That's in the obviously with a couple of years in the championship as well. When did they beat us at home last? 2014 it was. It was a Kevin Kevin Richardson. It definitely wasn't him. Kieran Richardson. <laughs> uh, Rocket. Because we ended up buying him, didn't we, the, the next season? Yeah. Kieran Richardson scored. To when punish they beat him Lamp. for what he yeah, did. 2-1, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was their first win at Villa Park. They, they won under, against Gregory, wasn't it? It was the fourth round of the cup when we'd been top at Christmas and we faded... And it was sort of the that Fulham game that started that rot a little bit, and we lost two nil, which at the point at that point would have been a you know a shock. Yeah, they we normally. I mean, we've won the last. They're normally what, tight one, games, though the Villa Park games. Won the last four, and then we were beaten, as you said, in uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah. But yeah, they're always by a goal. Aren't they? Where uh, say we that tend but, to get, uh, we tend to get tonked to their place. It was it was three one during lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, but I remember that one because they were dreadful, and we kind of we won three one. But I think we scored two in the last sort of ten minutes in that one. We kind of yeah. looped over the line a little bit against a pretty poor side, but they have generally tended to be quite tight games at Villa Park. Yeah, you expect to win though, but uh, we saw where complacency got us against Forest, and yeah, obviously it's 13 unlucky as well, potential, uh, in terms of the home run, consecutive wins. So we've got to take this one with the seriousness that it deserves. I think if you can take that uh, winning run to 13, then it sets it up nicely for when those big boys come to town. Yes, absolutely. 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 Well, you, oh, well, of course, and you've you got the Tottenham trip before, which with Tottenham's suspensions and injuries and everything else, it could be a, it could set things up for a really good game there. Yeah, that's enough. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The game. This mm. one, in terms of their threats, I mean, it's nobody scored more than two goals for Fulham this season, and that's only two players. And it looks like, when you look at their team sheet, it looks like looking at a Wolves team sheet from like a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, there's a lot of Portuguese names, aren't there? And Yeah, and obviously Jimenez is in there. Yeah, Jimenez at front, who isn't the... You know, he's not the, the sort of the powerhouse he was in that period at Wolves. He was brilliant before his sad, you know, his skull injury. He hasn't scored yet this season, uh, despite starting eight games. But they've still got they've still got William who can who can make things happen. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's only scored one. He hasn't got an assist to his name. He started eight games as well. Leno, decent keeper. He's the only he ever present so far in terms of the starters. Then Ream and Robinson, two defenders of are the next. Uh, they've both missed one game each. So again, a lot of changing. I mean, especially up front. I mean, we're just looking at the uh, recent formations. I mean, like for example, when they were away at Brighton, they had him and Jimenez up front. Then when they were away against Spurs, they had Vinicius up front. At home uh, against Manchester United, that was their most recent game. They had Cavalio up front. And have we got another? Variation. So it's anybody's guess who's uh, playing up front. You know, if you look at the last three or four games, they've seemed to have. Uh, I mean, they play a very similar formation to us in terms of like a four-two-three-one. Although they did play a bit more four-three-three at home uh, against Chelsea, in in particular in the in the recent uh, West London derby. But so it's in terms of threats, it's it's a little bit like that Forest game where. There's no apparent threat. The more the forest was more pace and kind of physicality and power on the counter. I don't know if Fulham have the same threat in terms of threatening the high line. Quite possibly not. I mean, I hope it doesn't sound arrogant, but the, your biggest threat is potentially complacency. Yeah. I don't. If they're, yeah. if they're ever switched on, um, which I'd expect them to be, and I think if you start well, certainly with a team against Fulham, I think if you score first, it puts you in a great position because I, I think a team like that potentially aren't going to be able to open up and chase you particularly well. Because if you got like, for example, Willian as one of the wider players, yeah, what is he? Thirty-five now. He's hardly going to be, uh, you know, standing on the halfway line and uh, beating the high line. And that's no, no, it's never been his game. But he is a, he is a, yeah. you know. A, if you get him, if you let, let him in the final third, he can make things happen. He's a, he's still a technical, yeah. technical player, good player. And what you know, Wilson as well. It technically is all right, but he, you know, he's not going to be a, a man that beats that. He's not like a flying winger, is he? No, 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 no. Actually, if you compare Forest to Fulham, Forest are actually built that their only hope was to take our high line and have a go at it and challenge it. And they're really, very, and they're very physical. Yeah, and they've got pace and power, so you can see. Well, that was uh, you know, I said it rem- just reminded me a bit of the Manchester United game at Old Trafford because it was like, oh shit, this team can actually they've got the tools to really challenge our high line on the halfway line here. Fulham, yeah. I don't. I don't see that being their game here. So that falls into the position where I, will they have? I don't think they'll be able to uh, control the ball like Villa do in terms. I, I see Villa having, let's say, bossing the possession of this game. So I'm going to be even more complacent in this than I was against Forest. I do you know. I think the fact that Villa won in the fashion they did against Alkmaar, I think will just it'll just refocus them. But Emery will know that you know that. We've had a couple of teams now cause us problems, and we've probably caused ourselves a few as well. Because you got to remember, Villa were a team that would uh, really go at it for the first twenty minutes uh, in the yeah. early Emery reign and have the game yeah. pretty much set up and at least be one nil up. We've kind of lost that, that kind of blasting off the blocks, and 
that is a concern because obviously you allow you would allow a team like Fulham to actually get a foothold in the game. Similar to what we did against Outmar. I'd like for us uh, in this game against Fulham to be fast and furious at, at, at the start. I think so. Yeah, you want you kind of want to do, do your heavy lifting quickly. Yeah, and, and that would and be a key for an easier yourself. afternoon. I would I would envisage. Yeah, I would think so. And I think the, the big one for Emery, and it's you know you you, t- you you want to win the game and you you win however you need to. But I think a, a really big one for Villa in this one, especially, would be you want to get out of some game, start getting clean sheets. You know, yeah. even when we've been sort of beat, you know, we blew away Brighton and West Ham in the end. Luton, even they, you know, Luton, who offered nothing, they ended up getting out of Villa Park with a consolation. Looking at uh, Fulham's injuries situation. Diop's out. I said Diop's out, who plays at centre-back. Actually, he has been a starter with Bassey uh, as a partnership, but Reem's come in, actually. Reem and Bassey have been made up the partnership there, so it's not something that they're not, not used to. But yeah, so there's no real anybody missing of note, but it's one of those teams where you can judge Villa on now by saying who of their team would get actually in the Villa team. And I can't really nominate anybody for that, can you? No, no, not really. Just to add to the complacency. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I think you'd, you'd definitely take Willian as a as an option in your squad. Yeah, but, he, you know, even he's 35. Yeah, but I always thought, like, Kearney, when we were in the Championship, was a very good player at that level. I thought maybe he'll push on and become a really good player, sort of around the, the similar level of what, what McGinn's done. And it's just not happened for him. I don't know uh, I don't know why. Yeah. And also, I suppose the thing that Fulham haven't played in midweek, so that they may well be fresh and they've had that extra time to prepare for this one. So they, you'd expect them to be organised. Yeah, but saying that, though, Villa have done pretty well Thursday, Sunday. Be- better, better than, uh, you know, well, we had a nice rest before the Forest game. That didn't really work out, did it? True. Yeah, 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 it probably keeps keeps everyone sharp, and the fact that we've you know we we have been managing to to rotate a little bit. No, it was it was good it was good to sort of only have Louise get you know twenty five thirty minutes in the tank in that in that sense and just give yeah, him, of course, he's, he's, a, he's about to go away on international duty as well, so his his workload over the next few weeks is going to be quite great. Centre backs, you did actually see Torres come on for a little bit, but nothing really. I mean, the main thing is really Konza having to play at right back. Yep, but you know he was subbed off towards the end anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got to you've got to be confident with Villa at the minute. You know, we know that there's some big games to come, but you've just got to you've got to win this one and just keep the run going. Especially because when you look at the fixtures, all the teams around us have all got fairly favourable fixtures this weekend. So you kind of expect everybody potentially to match each other. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would probably give me concern is, I mean, Fulham have done all right in the, the League Cup. They, they beat Ipswich away in the last round, and the game before that was an away trip to Brighton, which they got a one-all draw with. So they're no mugs because Brighton are a type of team at home that can take you apart yeah but for them to get a draw there shows you that yes we shouldn't be too complacent but it's it's i think fulham like forest it's like the a team that's the sum of the parts as opposed to mm-hmm. having individuals that are threats yeah and they went to you know anyone who goes to arsenal and can get a draw with 10 men yeah you know is is a is a team that you need to respect so we're not complacent but i think you've got to be confident that in, with the way we've been generally playing at villa park you you should be winning this game yeah i mean de silva has them very well organized and uh, yes. that is the the key really to fulham and i think the the fact that they're still in a cup it means their season is alive and and they're reasonably buoyant and it 
even now they could cruise control to the end of the season because there is you know four teams in real dog trouble at the bottom the middle of the table i mean you you're kind of two wins away from suddenly being in contention for the the lesser european tournaments so i think fulham if they can identify a, a forward in january because i don't think they're convinced that they've actually got one at the moment then uh, as long as they're there and thereabouts because they're very well organized then uh, they could uh, still do something like they were last season but they you know they they need to replace Mitrovic because he was essential to where they were I mean it, it's always the case isn't it that you, you have a like Spurs and Kane probably a perfect example there's this a reliance on like their main man and then when you know Villa with David Platt for example and when they go you think oh shit but it's amazing isn't it how uh, football teams heal so quickly they do and they galvanize and someone else rises up as the main man and um yeah I mean Spurs are are doing better now than they were last season aside from the you know if you had Kane in their team they'd be flying but sometimes the, you know, the main man's actually blocking other potential from raising their heads for the collective yeah but Fulham are not quite there in terms of ha- having a renaissance host Mitrovic but uh, there's you know if they can get somebody in I think the foundations are there to uh, to kick on because again I keep saying it that mid-table downwards it's it's pretty sh- sh- shocking, and if you get your shit together, should be the the uh, mantra for this podcast. Yeah, it has been over the, over the over the years. They can finish in the top half, so I think the key to the game is let's get them early and yeah, try to make short work of this. So, with that said, Mom's pulls panel result. It's got to be a home win this one. Yeah, I'm just going to say home win. I'm not going to tell you how. I fancied Alkmaar more than I do Fulham in this game. That's what I will say. Yeah. It is one of those that uh, you got 19 different balls with each club and you got three hats. What you'd expect a win to be for Villa at home, what you'd expect a draw to be for Villa at home and what you'd expect a loss potentially to be for Villa at home. In terms of the realms of possibility, I mean, obviously you'd, you'd want to put all 19 balls straight away in the win hat. You would put Fulham in the win hat. It's at the start of the season, based on recent form, that's what it is. So we're not being complacent. We're just saying that this is the order of the universe. And for, for, for where we're at right now and for where we want to be, this is a game you should be winning. Yeah. Simple. That's not to say it's not a difficult game, but you should you should be winning it. Yeah, as long as the team don't start thinking about winning runs and all that kind of shit, as long as they focus as a game... Yep. A unique game. We should be fine. And we're going to the international break knowing that the actual season's going to step up another level when we come back because we've got a Europa Conference League group decider, essentially. And then we've got some serious tests to any dreams of Champions League credentials. You will know within yep. the space of four weeks, is it realistic or not? And you're strapping yourself in for just the, the usual kind of festive chaos of games coming thick and fast. and Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you don't get an international break or a break or anything now till after after that Christmas period in January, and then of course you've got FA Cup and everything else. So this is why you you really want to be winning that Warsaw game in a few weeks' time to get yourself another break in February. And you want Moreno and Ramsey back. So until yep. the Christmas chaos, until the litmus tests of the top four challenges, and until the Europa Conference League group decider, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.